You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. Hello and welcome back. It's Robin McMahon here. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking all about gratitude. I'm so happy to have my guest, Julie Boyer, who is a three-time Amazon bestselling author, a four-time entrepreneur, and a three-time Ironman finisher. As a woman, she has practiced gratitude for more than a decade. And she is the founder of Wake Up With Gratitude. This most recent business was born after she survived a week-long coma due to a bacterial infection after her second miscarriage. That life-threatening experience taught her that every single day is a gift. Julie currently lives on Vancouver Island where she balances several home-based businesses while homeschooling her eight-year-old daughter. Her mission is to inspire you to wake up with gratitude every day. Welcome, Julie. I'm so excited to be here, Robin. What an honor to be a part of this. Thank you. Oh, well, I am grateful that you're here. (laughs) Start on a gratitude note. So um, tell me a little bit about how you came to this. So you were you were struck with an illness, a week long coma. And this is really where life changed for you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I think I'll rewind just a little bit because before I got sick, um, I actually had already been practicing gratitude for some time. So I had the opportunity to see Sean Aker speak live and his book is called The Happiness Advantage. Um, I'm sure we can link to it in the show notes. And that book really changed the direction of my life. And one of the things that Sean said when I heard him speak live is he's like, it takes 21 days uh, to shift your mindset. Mm -hmm. and your mood. And he gave a bunch of suggestions of things you do. But the thing that caught my attention was writing in a gratitude journal. Now I had done that before many times for many years, but it had never really stuck. But for some reason, when he spoke, it really made sense to me. And what he suggested was when you write in your gratitude journal to write three specific and different things every single day that happened in your life that you're grateful for. So it was a different way of looking at gratitude. It was really more specific. And so I adopted this practice. Um, I actually added another fourth dimension, which was um, using gratitude to attract what I wanted in my life. And I used this practice for many, many years. Uh, This practice is actually what um, led me to deal with my first miscarriage. So I do have a daughter who is actually almost nine now, and um, she's happy, she's healthy, but I've had two miscarriages since. And the first one, I actually dealt with it Uh, by writing my book, 30 Days of Gratitude. And a year and a half later, when I had not not only a second miscarriage, but I ended up having to be in a medically induced coma in order to heal, you know, that when you wake up from something like that, it really, it's like, I always understood I had a really strong gratitude practice before all these things happened. And that's, we can talk about that later. But it was like really understanding that I could have not woken up, right? I could have not had the gift of another day. And so that's what ended up happening is it ended up just becoming, you know, this is my core message and all that I do is like just to give thanks for the gift of another day. Um, And that's really, you know, in a very short 
condensed version of the story, how much gratitude has impacted my own life. Wow. I think that it's got to be hard to wake up after an experience like that and feel grateful. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, a few people in my life said, you know, cause it, there was definitely some medical negligence that happened. Um, I could have pursued, you know, the physician or not, but I was like, I can't, like, I just can't put my energy into trying to find fault or blame for this, um, or be angry about it. Cause I knew that a, if I was angry, I wouldn't heal as quickly. And I also knew that like, mm -hmm. I really had been given a gift. Like there was a day where it was like, I was like it was really close. Like there was a day where it was like, we weren't sure which way it was going to go. Wow. And for my family, that was obviously extremely frightening, but luckily I turned the corner and went the other way. And yeah, I really, I just decided that, you know, you, I mean, all of us have challenges that come into our life. And what I try to teach is I'm, I really hope you never have to go through any kind of life threatening injury or accident or trauma in order to shift to being grateful my encouragement is to teach people and inspire people to start their gratitude practice today while life is fine. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when stuff does happen, cause it will, then you have this practice in your, in your repertoire of ways to get through difficult moments. And I think a lot of that comes back to like parenting and why gratitude and parenting actually really work well together, which is why I'm excited when we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I, and I like what you said too, that, you know, dwelling on it, it wasn't gonna, wasn't going to make you heal any better, that it was the gratitude that, that, you know, really helped you to open up to the healing. But also what I like what you just said is that, you know, don't wait until you have a catastrophe or a major illness or you lose someone start today because there's always things that you can be grateful for right this minute and um and and i and i love talking about joy i love talking about gratitude because um and especially when it comes to our kids right um what i what i know is i hear a lot of parents really frustrated with their kids right because their yeah. kids don't appreciate the things that they do for them kids don't seem to um don't seem to value money or don't seem to value the gifts that they have or the, the lifestyle that we have. Most of us live in uh, a time of great abundance, right? And so we may not have experienced that in our own childhoods. And so then we see our kids. And so I think, you know, when we want to cultivate gratitude, we want to do it so that uh, our kids really learn authentic gratitude, yeah. not making them say thank you because making them say anything doesn't make them feel it. Right. Um, yeah. and then there's also, there's also our prejudices as well as parents. So I'm going to get you to talk about it. And then I'm going to just sort of bring in our filter as parents when we label our kids as uh, selfish and, and different things like that. So if you can tell me what is, what is a really great way to cultivate gratitude for kids? Well, the thing is, it actually does take a lot of time for children to understand what gratitude and appreciation is. Like okay. that's the challenge is it's not, it's a fairly high level intellectual concept, the concept of gratitude. It actually isn't easy. And there, I speak from experience because this is something that I've been working with my own daughter since she was about five. So when she was five, we started, we did this, um, we had like one of those page a day calendars. 
And what we would do is on the back of each day, we would write down, I am so happy and grateful that. So I would write it or her dad. And then she would write down something she was grateful for for that day. So we had these little, you know, pieces of paper and she would write down one thing. You know, she's five. She's learning to write. It's also a hint. It's also a good way to help your kids with their handwriting by doing this. So then we would fold them up and we put them in like her gratitude jar. So she had a gratitude jar and she would put all these little papers into it. And at the end of the year, um, you know, we actually just at New Year's Day, we pulled out all the little pieces of paper together. We unfolded them. We read them together. We, we actually, she wanted to organize them by month. So we like had all the months. And then we wanted to, what I said is, well, why don't we take like one of each, one from each month, choose your favorite gratitude from each month. And we'll put it on a you know poster board and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll put it up on the wall. And what really surprised me, so the, my now she's six. And what really surprised me is how in a year of doing this practice with her, this simple practice that, you know, a kid of any age can do, it doesn't involve a lot of writing. Um, she really became, she really did start to understand this practice of gratitude and actually became attached to this feeling of gratitude. Like she wanted to be grateful. Mm. And, but that took us a year, but mm. she really kind of got it by the end of the year doing this daily gratitude practice. A lot of families, ourselves included, you know, we do uh, you know, a small prayer of thanks before we eat. Right. And that can be very like quick and fast and not mean anything. Like you said, it can just be, you're just saying the words and they don't mean anything. But what if we talk a little bit more about like, well, how did this food get onto your plate? Right. Like how did those tomatoes end up here? You know, actually it's from my friend's garden. So we want to thank my friend because it actually came from her garden. And you know, this, well, we know it, you know, came from the grocery store. So there's a lot of people to thank. And then who made the dinner for you? Right. So it's like, yes, thank you for this food. But then also let's like, and this, this will totally depend on age, right? For some kids just saying, give me something you're thankful for today, or that's enough. But as they get older, you can really talk about little individual pieces of uh, the gratitude puzzle. Hmm. Okay. And what do you mean by that gratitude puzzle? Well, like with this whole, your plate, like if your plate, you can just be grateful for a plate of food, but then you mm. can go back and say, be thankful for every individual item. Be thankful for the person who cooked the food. Be thankful that you have a table to have dinner on. Right. Be right. thankful that when you open your fridge, it is full of food and choices for you to make for dinner. You know, be grateful that you're sitting with your family. Be grateful that you have two parents, maybe one parent, like who knows what your situation is, right? Yeah. So um, though that's how you can, like, you can do the layers of gratitude. You can keep it really simple and just thank you for the, the food, but then you can go into the deeper layers. Hey, did you know that like some kids open their fridge door and there's nothing there? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so making it not like, okay, guys, we're going to sit here and do our gratitude journal necessarily. It's like, how do I weave it into every day? How do I weave it into all the things and age appropriate, like yeah. start just with a bigger picture, kind of a gratitude thing. And, uh, we did a similar thing, you know, when we were sitting at the dinner table, we do the best part of your day, the worst part of your day. And what are you thankful for? Right. And, and my kids didn't have the most inspired answers when they were younger, but that's okay. We just build on that. And we do uh, a gratitude journal and we do it once a week. 
once yeah. a week is, is what yeah. we do it for. And, um, and it's just, and, and it stays private if they want it to be private or it's, you know, something that we can all share. Um, so, so that's really good. So gratitude jar, prayer of thanks. And you're going to leave us with some more ideas at the end of our, of our talk today. Um, now here's what I wanted to, to say, like bringing it back to the parent's perspective. So yeah a lot of parents are frustrated with their kids. They're ungrateful. They don't, you know, they just, they don't, they don't appreciate them. And so for me, what, what really, uh, what, what I think we really need to focus on too is when you're giving your child something, what is the intention behind it, right? Are you doing it because you never got it and that's why they're getting it. And then if they're not grateful, then you're resentful, right? Yeah. So that's totally not like, that's, that's all about you, right? That's not sure. about your child. Your child isn't grateful for something that they've gotten that you gave them that they didn't ask for. Well, then you're going to see things like ungratefulness, right? You're going to yeah. see things like, yeah, okay, mom, great. Thanks. Right. Um, so, uh, so don't expect your kids to be grateful for things if they're not coming from a place of purely just giving to them right? Uh, oftentimes when we give to our kids, there's strings attached. Like I expect you to love it. I expect a big reaction. I expect you to, to jump into my arms and say, thank you. But then we feel resentful and then we think, oh, you don't appreciate it. You're selfish or, or whatever. Right. So, um, and I don't know if you've come across people like that, that have, that are parents that have, that have been frustrated by that, but I think it's something really important to, 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 to be aware of when we're talking about gratitude is to not hold gratitude over your kid's head, right? Like you must be grateful, right? Because we can't force it. Yeah, for sure. And I would say like the biggest thing is like the reminder to at least to say thank you when someone's giving you a gift. Um, another way that I teach my daughter to be grateful is to say thank you when someone gives her a compliment, which is mm -hmm. a big one. So yeah, I, of course, if we're forcing kids to be grateful, that's a tricky one. But I do, I do remind her, say, you know, someone just gave you something just remember to say thank you. Even mm -hmm. I doesn't, I don't really, at this point, I'm like, I don't care if you, like we just had a birthday party for my daughter. So, you know, it's just like the remembering to pause before you get to the next gift to just say thank you to the person. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not asking them to lie about whether they liked a gift or not. I'm just asking to like, thank you for the act that someone gave yeah. you something for your birthday. Cause it's very generous that people, I mean, I find that that's really the whole birthday party thing is very interesting to me in terms of, um, you know, the gratitude and all that, like that we have these parties, right? Like for our kids, it's amazing, um, you know, that we can do this. And that goes back to, you know, being grateful as parents, like that we can offer our kids. And I think about what you said, you know, are we offering it because we didn't have it? I don't know, maybe sometimes, but um, for sure, I get frustrated sometimes with my own child. Like I just bought her something and I'm like, hello, I just bought you like a brand new pair of boots that you like asked me for at the store and you get home and you're already like not grateful about it. I'm like, come on. Yeah. So I literally wrote the book on gratefulness. Yeah. Well, she gets mad. I'm, if I tell her she's not grateful, she's like, I am grateful. I swear I'm grateful. So that's what happens when you write the book about gratitude. Like your kid just really, she really has, it is really beautiful. Like for her, you know, we mentioned gratitude journal. She's graduated to a gratitude journal and she writes most nights. I don't force it. I just ask her, do you want to write in your gratitude? But it's one of those things that like, if there was a fire, she would grab her gratitude journal because it's really, really important to her that she wrote that. Mm -hmm. And she likes to look back and see what she wrote on other days. And she likes to see how her writing has improved and all these things. So um, 
I don't think you can go wrong as a parent with any kind of gratitude practice with your kids, but just being aware that you are practicing gratitude in front of them. I think that's also a big one too, mm-hmm. is I'm sure this is, you know, a lot of what you, I know you do a lot of work with the, the frustration in our disciplining and our children. It's like, we have to model what we want our kids to, instead of telling them, Hey, go write your gratitude journal. Like I'm writing a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. That's it. So it's a practice that we do as a family and it really does work. And I know a lot of families, the easiest one I think for families to adopt is for them to be sitting around a table um, together and giving thanks. I think that's the easiest thing for people to adopt at least once a week. You are currently listening to the Parenting Our Future podcast. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And please don't forget to subscribe. And I would be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating on iTunes. If you'd like to connect with me, all my details are in the show notes. And for a copy of my book, go to yellingcurebook.com. Now back to the show. Okay. So that is great in terms of our kids. Now, as parents, Mm -hmm. we also need to cultivate gratitude. And we want to do that because we know the studies show that when you're more grateful, you're happier, you are more connected with yourself, with others, and life is just more joyful. So as parents, we are stressed, we're overwhelmed, we're busy, we're going from place to place. We've got, you know, some of some of us work, some of us run our home, some of us do it all, some of us are on their own and have co-parents. How can we be grateful when things suck or when things are hard? <laughs> you know, one of my favorite strategies um, to, to use specifically in a moment for gratitude as a parent is when you're in the moment and you're frustrated or angry with your child, um, uh, this is age appropriate, but if you can just step outside of wherever you are, like physically, like put your body outside of the house, just step outside, take three deep breaths, because what that does is it changes from your fight or flight system to your regular everyday like system. So you actually, your anxiety drops really just from three to five deep breaths. Take a look around, see what's around, observe some nature, look for a tree or a bird or listen, close your eyes, and then say out loud three things you're grateful right in that moment. And it might just be that you're breathing. Uh, It might just be that you have an offspring. And it might just be that, you know, you have a home. Like really simple, like three things, you say it out loud. And then you head back in and deal with the kid who's having a tantrum. And this strategy actually works really, really well because you've shifted your energy. You're coming from a more grateful place. You're no longer in fight or flight. Your walls aren't up. Um, you know, to go really a bit deeper on the gratitude as a parent when you're frustrated with your kids or you're in like, maybe it's an ongoing thing. Maybe it's not just like a one-time thing. Maybe you're having difficulty with a child, an older child, not listening or really challenging your boundaries. Um, one thing that I do look at is I have friends who have lost children, um, and through miscarriage, through stillbirth, through SIDS, through SUDS, which is sudden death of a, of a, a child that's over one, 
Um, I have friends who've dealt with their kids with childhood cancer. Uh, to me, it's like my kid is healthy. She is active. She has no physical limitations or mental limitations whatsoever. Like that in itself is already a gift. And I just think about my friends and like, they're going through a much harder, more difficult time and they'll never get to see their daughter grow till nine. Mm -hmm. Right. But I have a, a daughter who's just about nine and I get to celebrate with that with her. Now that's hard to go to that place. It is. But sometimes in your most frustrated and angry part of time, like if you can't even get outside, like put yourself in the bathroom and just like think, you know, pray and thank God or whoever you pray to that your child is healthy. Your child is, you know, doing well and your child is with you. And those things, um, you know, I know that that's kind of going to a really dark place and I get that, but sometimes it's like, we just need some perspective to say like, in this moment, how bad is it? Mm -hmm. And maybe it is really bad and maybe we need to get help and maybe just stopping for a moment and getting clarity with this gratitude practice is the step forward to say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I need help. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's great that you say that because what you and I talk about is very similar. Like in, in my book, The Yelling Cure, I talk about practicing the pause and ex doing exactly what you what you're talking about. What do you need in that moment to calm yourself down so that you can go back to your child with a more peaceful response, right? And we know for sure that deep breathing does calm your nervous system, right? And it does help you. In fact, I just, uh, one of the, the last uh, podcasts I did was on brain science and you literally are taking your brain, for those of you who listened to that episode, from fight or flight, which is your lower brain, up to your higher brain, which is rational thought. So getting your brain back online so that you can go to your child with rational thought, reasoning, problem solving, empathy, compassion, you know, all of the ways that you want to respond. But if you're stuck in fight or flight or just your emotional middle brain, then you can't show up in that way. So you have no choice but to go and give yourself a breath. And of course, your child has to be old enough to be on their own yes. inside the home and safe and all that stuff. But, you know, find a moment. Nothing has to be handled in this exact second. You can wait a moment before you, before you go and respond. And really that pause puts space between your, your child's behavior and your reaction. And when you put that space in, that's where you can take a moment and just breathe, get yourself back online and notice what you can be grateful for. I love the addition of the, of the gratitude in there. I love that. That's not something that I've suggested before, but I think that's a really great thing to, to add in. Like, what can I be grateful for in this moment? At least my daughter is beautiful and happy and healthy. Yeah. I'm thankful for my home. I'm thankful for this moment. And, and even, on honestly, there. and even if your child is sick, and even if you are dealing with, you know, these things mm -hmm. that I mentioned, childhood cancer and other things, mm -hmm. and your child does have, um, you know, a disability or disorder or whatever title that I don't really know what to use anymore that's politically correct, but find something about your child that you're grateful for, right? Well, and that actually brings me to my next question. Yeah. So, um, look, when it's, so, so when it's really hard, yeah. 
and, and we have kids, look, a lot of my clients have kids with oppositional defiance disorder, um, ADHD, which definitely presents itself as a behavioral, um, a behavioral issue. Um, there are kids with a lot of anxiety and that creates behavior that is, that is frustrating and hard to deal with. So then if that's the case, then it's hard to appreciate our kids because they drive us crazy. Like, let's be real, right? There are some kids that are just harder to parent and a lot of parents out there are frustrated and maybe in the dark times, don't like their kids, don't want to be around their kids. And, you know, I think that's really real. So if that's the case, how do you cultivate gratitude for your own child when they're driving you crazy 24 seven? So this is a really interesting question and I'm going to suggest a strategy that I usually suggest for a difficult spouse, (laughs) but I actually think it could be just as effective for a difficult child. So what you do is you get a gratitude journal, um, for, to write about your kid. So what you're writing in this journal is you can do it at the end of the day or just as you notice it. So you notice your kid doing something positive or even something neutral, right? My child is sitting in front of the TV for five minutes, like whatever the little thing is for you. You know, they got dressed by themselves this morning. Whatever the little tiny thing is, like in those 24 hours, it might just be that my child is sleeping soundly, right? Because you've had enough and you're like, my kid is just asleep. Um, so you're writing in a gratitude journal, things you're grateful for about your child. And what that forces you to do is it actually forces you to notice what they're doing right instead of what they're doing wrong. And I mean, there's so many, obviously challenges and tactics and all the things that you have to do to help, especially if you're dealing with a child that has, you know, some difficult, difficult challenges, like oppositional defiance disorder, like these things are not easy to deal with. But you're just taking like a sliver, like a moment of the day and you're writing it down and it works. It really does over time. I've seen it work for people and their spouses. They've healed relationships. I've personally healed relationships with people in my life. They didn't even know I was doing it. And that's the thing is you don't need to tell the person you're doing it. Your perspective changes because you're looking for what can I be grateful for? Mm -hmm. Well, and I can take it a step further too, because brain wise, what happens too is like we, we are built with a negativity bias, right? So we have seven great things happen to us, eight, nine, seven, I just pulled out of the air and then one bad thing happens and that's the thing that we focus on. So what we need to do to level the playing field and keep it more even is to cultivate those moments of joy and appreciation. And I think too, that when you are practicing what you've suggested, I'd, I'd love to even say that we, we just appreciate things that they don't even have to earn. Like, it's not about, I appreciate you because you got good grades or I appreciated you because you did what I said. It's like, I just appreciate the way mummy sounds on your voice or the, the, how soft your skin are, your skin is, or how 
sparkly your eyes are, or, you know, I love when I touch your hair, how soft it is and how it feels in, in my fingers. You know, there are so many things and, and you can voice them, you can write them, but appreciating your child for things that are not external, but are true to who they are, that they didn't have to earn or anything like that. Right. Because that does teach them that they are loved and lovable and that they are worthy, you know, and those are strong messages to give to your child, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. And I do think when we start, it's a filter, right? So we're changing our filter. We all have phone filters. Yeah. We all Instagram filter, you know, all <laughs> it's true. So we, but we have, we all have a filter that we see the world through mm. already. And especially when we've been dealing with a challenge with a you know, child, like I, you know, I went through it last year. Like it was really tough. My daughter went through really difficult separation anxiety and couldn't go to school. And we ended up homeschooling out of trauma, not out of choice. And, you know, we, she and I had a really rocky time, but I kept writing in my gratitude journal. And I look back at those and I was struggling to find things to be grateful for. Let me tell you, mm. I look back and I'm like, well, that's, that's, that's the line right there. <laughs> Is that really grateful? I don't know. But uh, I still kept writing because I knew that I had to like to get through the really, really, really hard times that we went through. And um, it's, that's the time when the gratitude is most important. And that's why I just to reiterate what I said at the beginning is start your gratitude practice today while things are okay. If they're going hard, like if they're going, if it's difficult and challenging, by all means, like hop in on the gratitude train. But if, if things are okay right now and you're like, I don't know, but this gratitude stuff started anyways. Um, my favorite, favorite practice that is so simple to do is just to wake up with gratitude and say, you know, when you wake up, you say, thank you for this gift mm. of another day. Mm. Um, a simple way to remember how to do that is to change the name of your alarm on your phone. So if you're using your phone as your alarm, which most people are, you can actually change the name of your alarm. So you can change it to gratitude. I am grateful, whatever. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, super easy. Or put um, a thank you card on your bedside table or a sticky note on the wall that says, thank you for this gift of another day. Like mm. any little teeny tiny reminder, if you just give your mind like 30 seconds of gratitude to start the day, it will actually set off a better chain of events um, mm. that will make it easier to deal with a difficult child or a difficult situation or a difficult parenting or co-parenting situation. Yeah. And, uh, I, well, I love that. I love sticky notes. I tell all my clients to put sticky notes of their new beliefs and their, their intentions and, and that sort of thing. So I love that. And, and what I want to really say here is that you are not saying that we are looking at the world through rose colored glasses. We are just noticing what's also true. Like, yes, my child is difficult and I'm struggling and I feel like he's not grateful, but what's also true is I, I love his hugs. I, I love just being close to him. I love it when he talks to me. I love it when I put him to sleep and I get an extra cuddle. Like there's lots of things to also notice that are true. And I think that practice is also about us too. Like, you know, how good did my coffee taste this morning? How good did that drink of cold water feel, you know, when I was drinking it, when I was so thirsty and I was hot out, you know, it's not just looking on the bright side and being positive. It's taking in and owning those things that could be neutral or like you said, right. Or, or insignificant. Those things can be brought in to our awareness to, to, to really cultivate that joy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. What a great conversation. So now to, 
to end our time here together, you are going to provide my listeners with some information on uh, on, on gratitude habits, yeah. and um, you also send out a really beautiful weekly gratitude love letter. I love that so much. So I would love everybody listening to subscribe to your, to your newsletter (laughs) and, uh, and get a bunch of, well, I mean, we all get so much news. So I want to get some love in your inbox instead. I love it. I love that you call it a love letter because it's love for ourselves, for our lives, for our kids. And, um, and we have to go and be, intentional about what you know what we think what we say and what we notice and the more intentional we are about taking in those gems of life those little moments it does make us happier we know it the science proves it so why not do it get your journal and look it doesn't have to be an expensive journal right Uh, to be honest with with our uh, gratitude journals i took booklets that they didn't use for school the year before and we just we just use those, like use some three hole punch paper or whatever. Yeah. And the other, and the opposite of that is you could, if your kids are really excited about doing this is take them to like a chapters indigo or borders or whatever, and physically like pick out one that they would like to write in. Cause that also sometimes gets exciting is like, I'm always like looking for my next journal cause I know I'm going to need a new one. And I'm like, you know, so uh, that, that's also beautiful. a way to get them yeah. involved in the process is to choose their own journal. Okay. Well, that's, that's awesome too. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Both, I love a fun are, journal. Both answers are good. Okay, great. Well, thank you for your work in this area. You've done so much. Wake up with gratitude is just such a beautiful concept. So I love it. And thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and care.